everybody. Welcome back to Homeschool Minnesota. Um, today, we're going to be talking to Julie Johnson. She's the legislative director for Mache. Um, I'm super excited about this one because this year has been a crazy year legislatively for us. So hi, Julie. How are you? Hi, Dale. Doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yes. So like you said, my name is Julie Johnson. I am the legislative director for Mache. Um, my husband, Tom, and I live in Wyoming, Minnesota, where we homeschooled all three of our children, okay. uh, kindergarten through 12th grade. All right. Two of them are pursuing their post-collegiate professions and loving life. One's out on the East Coast. One is still in Minnesota. And then our youngest graduated last year and is a freshman at the United States Coast Guard Academy out east. Wow. And yeah, I mean, it's uh, life is different now. But Empty um, nesting. That's what we're doing, too. It's a little bit bittersweet. <laughs> bittersweet is is the perfect word. Yeah. But I can tell you, you know, our family benefited immensely from our homeschooling years and um, I would do it all over again if I was given the opportunity. So it's, it's fun to give back. Yeah. Um, you know, to those that are, they're coming after us. Absolutely. That's how I feel too. I loved homeschooling. There were, there were, you know, obviously it's got their ups and downs, but overall, if I could start all over again, I totally would do it all over again. Same. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a question for you that I, I just think a lot of people have the same question. I was talking to you earlier about how I have it in my head what a legislative director does because I, I like watching like shows, TV shows and things. And you watch like these people in Washington, D.C. and they're, you know, going around <laughs> the Capitol and doing all these really cool things. And I just want to know, what does the legislative director for Mache do on a regular basis? What does your day or your job look like? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. And many people ask that question. I guess the best way to describe it would be to say that I am Mache's eyes and ears at the Capitol. Oh, that's really good. Um, yep. I'm not there every day. It really depends on what is going on legislatively. Okay. Um, this session, you're right. It's been really crazy. And so I have been down there every week, not wow. every day during the week, but right. But every week, um, the, I guess the main part of the role is that we have a presence down there. There's a homeschool person down there. I'm like known as that homeschool lady um, <laughs> because I connect with lawmakers. Uh, some of the lawmakers I've known for a long time. However, there has been a turnout at the Capitol. And so I'm, I'm making new connections, which is always exciting too. That's good. Then um, in addition to that, I send out... Um, with others at Mache, a bi-weekly legislative update, which goes to our members and the larger homeschool community. Okay. And that basically keeps them informed. What's going on? What are we watching? Uh, maybe what was the big story at the Capitol in the last two weeks? Wow. And um, I will say that the homeschool community is actually very well informed and many are civically engaged as demonstrated by the last couple of weeks, uh, the number of homeschoolers that have turned out yes. in opposition, which is great to see. It's and been encouraging, hasn't it? Very encouraging. And we get emails all the time. Um, you know, have you heard about this? This is what I'm hearing. This is what my senator said. So yeah. it's very interactive, which is which is fun. 
fun. Yeah, which um, is how it should be. That's how government is supposed to be run, people. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Take, take a note from homeschoolers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then um, a big part of it is I also read all of the summaries of all of the bills that are proposed each session. Wow. So, so far this session, any guess how many bills were proposed? Oh, my word. It has felt like it has come fast and furious this first few months more than any year that I that I can hear people talk about. Um, I want to say 100. <laughs> 3,945, I just counted. Whoa, <laughs> right. I was off by just a little bit. <laughs> I know. It, How do you keep it, up with all that, Julie? Yep. So that's a great question. So anyone can do this. You can, you can kind of ping yourself with their website. You can follow committees. You can um, add your email to, um, to get pinged when introductions are sent out. Okay. Um, I just happen to plug in every day. I look to see, oh, were any bills proposed yet? And um, when they are, I just go through the list of bills and there's a nice summary of all the bills and they're, and they're sectioned off, you know, depending on what the topic is. Okay. Um, but yeah, that is a big part of the job. And then if anything has to do with education, I usually read that entire bill just to make sure there isn't something snuck in there that maybe wouldn't catch your eye by reading the mm -hmm. summary. Yeah, well, especially because, you know, they do like to sneak things in and attach them to different bills. Sure. And yep. it could affect us without realizing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And also know that HSLDA, they have they have applications where they plug in like um, wor different wording okay. that they're looking for, too. So I feel like if I miss something, they're going to catch it. They're going right? to catch it. So there's yep. like a safeguard there. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. That's really good. That's good to but, know because it's been a rough year. <laughs> right. Well, and, and, you know, we have a, a Minnesota attorney, Amy Buckmeyer, but she yes. also has many other states as well. Mm -hmm. So it's not like she is just looking out for Minnesota. So it's, it's a kind of a team thing, which is right. Great. Right. And then um, essentially when a piece of legislation appears like it might impact homeschooling, what I'll do then is I will notify our executive director, Rob Prigge. Mm -hmm. I'll notify Amy at HSLDA and they'll each weigh in. Like, is this something that we should be concerned about? Oh, from a legal perspective, Amy's an attorney. She's going to read through it. She's going to kind of give us a detailed, um, you know, law review. Sure. Is this something, you know, that, that we need to move on? Do we need to act on it? If, if it's something we should just monitor, I place it on our legislative tracker, which, okay. by the way, anyone can um, get to through our website. You go to our homepage, and then you select the, the law tab. Okay. And if you just click on legislative tracker, all of the bills that we are monitoring will appear. Awesome. And I'm going to put, just so everybody knows, um, in the description of this particular podcast, I will put the link to that on that. So you can just click okay. right on it and then... Save it late for, for whenever you want to go and look at it, which you should be doing on a regular basis. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And then um, what we'll do is we'll say, okay, we're either monitoring it, we're opposing it, or we're supporting it. Okay. We'll let you know what, what our stance is on that. If it's something that we are concerned about and we're going to take a stance of maybe opposing it, then we will let 
our legis legislators know. We will, you know, talk to key legislators, let them know of our concerns, what our what our stance is, a little bit of the history on it. We will um, let our membership know, obviously. And then when a hearing comes up for that particular bill, we will notify the homeschool community, usually through an alert. We've been sending out a lot of those lately. There has been quite a few, yes. <laughs> yep, quite a flurry. And then um, we will attend the, the hearing. We will submit written testimony. Oftentimes we will offer oral testimony. And then we will just follow that piece of legislation all the way through to the end of the session. Okay. So in a nutshell, that's, that's what I do. Okay. And if somebody isn't getting the alerts or the legislative tracker, they have to sign up for those. Is that correct? If they just sign up for our emails, okay, they will also get the update and the alerts. Okay. And, and so, I believe you can find that on our, our main webpage, just yes. like the homepage. Yep. So if you're not signed up for, if you're not getting the, the newsletter from Mache or the legislative information from Mache, then you need to go to the Mache website and sign up. And I will also put that link on the, on the description of this one, because these are very important things to do. <laughs> um, so Absolutely. let's talk a little bit about specifics. Um, what are some things that are on the docket that we are looking at or that you are following closely um, right now? Sure, sure. Yeah, so I, I, why don't I touch on like the top five that okay. I think everyone should be aware of? That's great. Great. So the first one everyone is um, concerned with is the test mandating or test mandate reporting. Um, every year, the Minnesota Department of Education has their policy bill, which is really the governor's bill. Mm -hmm. And this year, there is a provision that would require home educators to turn in their test scores. Okay. Um, right, right now, we just, by law, we have to have our child tested by okay. a norm referenced standardized test. But we take those results, we look at those results, and as the overseer of our child's education, we take that information and we utilize it um, however we utilize it, you know, yeah. like for, like my children, they, every single darn one of them were bad spellers. And I could actually <laughs> tell on their tests that that was like the only area that uh, I had concerns about. Right. And I already right. knew that, but that, you know, that reaffirmed and um, we just had to do more to close that gap. Sure. Um, but that's what we do with it. And then also if your child Overall, the entire battery uh, scores uh, less than like in the 30th percentile, right. then by law, we have to seek some additional help, right? Okay. So that's what we currently use those test scores for. Okay. This would require us to actually send in a copy of those test scores. We don't okay. know why they want them. We don't know what they're going to do with them. Which is not, um, not good. <laughs> Not good. Exactly. No, <laughs> exactly. We don't want them to. We want to know why and what for. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And and we've heard various um, reasonings behind that. Mm -hmm. um, but after many discussions and after a ton of legwork on the behalf of the homeschool community, um, that particular provision has been pulled out of the Senate version of this bill. Okay. It's still in the House version. We're hearing that the same thing is going to occur in the House, but you know, you never know. So we're going to stay 
uh, diligent. We're going to continue to watch until the test reporting mandate is completely removed. Okay. And can I ask a quick question, Julie? So why sure. is, why is it concerning? Cause it seems, I mean, and it, it seems logical that in, in, in the interest of accountability is what they would maybe say. And to a homeschool families, like, well, we just want there to be, we know most homeschooling families are doing their job, but there are some that are falling through the cracks. And this is right. just a way to safeguard that is, you know, is that, is that really what, you know, what is the concern there? Yeah, we don't know. We I, don't know. I um, Someone mentioned that it's a social services thing okay. and they feel like, oh, you know what? There must be a lot of homeschoolers out there that aren't really doing this well. And sure. this is one way we could catch them. Got well, it. I, you know, I don't think that that is a reason yeah, <laughs> that no. we want social services no. um, calling on everyone. Right. But, um, something positive that has come out of, of this particular provision is we do now have a connection with the Minnesota Department of Education. And oh, we're good. hoping to have further discussions with them because quote unquote, they say that we probably have more in common than we think we do. Well, that's wonderful. I so, hope that's true. <laughs> right? Right. I hope that's so, true. <laughs> so if, if nothing else, I think that has been a positive to come out of it. And yeah. then also, to see the turnout, um, everyone from the Minnesota Department of Education to legislators were so incredibly blown away by, by the numbers of homeschoolers that came out, the numbers of calls and emails, and then how respectful the community was. See, and, so, and that's the key, isn't it? A hundred percent. The key it's is a real respect. testament. Yep. And yep. treating people with respect and, and, being kind. It makes a difference. It really does. It does. Wow. A shining well, example. And, and I feel like with that bill, just the fact that there was no real clear reason that's, that was the, that was the red flag. Sure. And sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Number yeah, two. yeah. So, so yeah. So actually within that same bill, uh -huh. there, there's another provision, a PSEO provision. Okay. Um, and what that does is it bars PSEO providers from requiring a faith statement as part of their application process. So if a if you were going to send your child to PSEO, say at North Central University or Bethel or Northwestern, mm -hmm. um, they would not, they would be required to not have anything faith, faith based in their application process. Correct. Okay. Um, one caveat is that we don't, or at least I know for the University of Northwestern, they don't require a faith statement to take PSEO courses online. Okay. So it wouldn't impact online courses to our knowledge at all, like at Bethel, Crown. Right. Um, right. But right. of course, on site, it would it would impact those classes. Absolutely. Um, okay. Which, which many, many homeschoolers partake in that. So it would be a real blow to the homeschool community. Okay. Um, but uh, we've been in talks with a lot of those leaders in those institutions and they are aware of it. And they, you know, they also have people advocating on their behalf. And so they are weighing their options um, it, because it looks like that probably will not be taken out or at least it hasn't at this time. Okay. Um, 
And, you know, this isn't a specifically homeschool related issue. A lot of homeschoolers partake in PSEO. Right. Um, but, but, you know, as parents, we really need to talk with our peers, with, with others who um, have children in public and in private schools, and also take advantage of PSEO at mm-hmm. these institutions. You know, we need to get the word out to them yes. because Mache can only do so much. Um, basically, yeah. we, can't, we can't step over the line and jeopardize our nonprofit standing. Right. We try to keep um, to our narrow focus, which is the homeschool mission. And because PSEO does not pertain specifically only to homeschoolers, mm-hmm. it also is a far-reaching thing. Like many public school, a charter school, private school students also take advantage of PSEO. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then um, another bill is uh, one that has come up many, many times in the last like five years, and that is the fundamental right to a quality public education, changing our Minnesota constitution, amending it to say that, quote, all children have a fundamental right to a quality public education. Oh, yeah. So for obvious reasons, we have problems with that because yeah. if, if you homeschool, are you holding your child back from this fundamental right to a public education? Um, yeah. But even more than that, when you change the constitution, you actually change the language. Any change like that would set up a whole new round of court cases. So it, that simply means that an amendment like this one could undo the decades of work that we have done to protect homeschooling in Minnesota under the current language. Wow. So that's a right. really big deal and doesn't seem like it. It is a very big deal. Okay. The, the good news, though, with this one is the, the current environment at the legislature just doesn't really support this. Okay. Um, so I don't think it will probably even get a hearing. Okay, that's good. So, but we're watching it and we still need to be mindful because things happen, you know, you never right. know. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then what's next? Yeah, so one one positive one is um, HF-353. Again, you can find all of these bills and their descriptions on the tracker. Okay. Um, is entitled a Parents' Bill of Rights. And of course, that sounds great. And it specifically states in the language that it's a parent's right to educate their child, including homeschooling. So of course we support that one. So, okay. So quick question. And this is just me. Maybe I, I I tend to go and if it's a rabbit trail, just, you know, shoot the rabbit, move on. (laughs) (laughs) But if let's say they do pass the fundamental right to quality public education and a parent's bill of rights, those are contradictory then to each other. Are they not? They are. And um, one of them is, uh, so there's a couple of these parent rights things floating around out there. One is a constitutional amendment. So yes, if both of these constitutional amendments went through, um, this particular one would, um, would not undo anything that we have under the existing language. Okay. So it would be, it would be like an addition, right? Okay. To, to what's currently there. However, okay. if the fundamental right one went through, that would be changing the initial language that we fought underneath. Okay. And so um, if the two happened at the same time, 
I still think that we would have to fight court cases um, because the original language has changed. Okay. That makes sense. So, yeah. So we're praying that um, obviously the fundamental right one doesn't go through. And if this other one did, that would just be, that'd be a bonus. That'd be great. All right. And you said five and that was four. Oh yeah. Um, Actually that was three. Um, because there was two in the, in the first one that I mentioned. Gotcha. Yes, you're right. Uh, let me, let me, uh, let me, let's see. Uh, uh, SF206 is, is one that is definitely concerning and that provides for equal access to school athletic teams and facilities. That is something we've had some questions on in Mache. Yeah. Yeah. So that means male and female have equal access, uh, to all athletic teams and all locker room facilities. So for obvious okay. reasons, that's a concern. Um, yes. You know, like I said, generally speaking, Mache maintains its focus on homeschool educational freedoms. Sure. Um, we try not to get involved in what goes on in the public school domain. But the reason why we are opposing this is because not only do many homeschool families choose to have their children participate in um student athletics in their Mm -hmm. local school district. Right. But a lot of homeschools have formed leagues, homeschool teams that participate in the Minnesota state high school league. Okay. And and so so that could affect those, the outcomes. I mean, that could affect them allowing certain things to happen because legally they're required to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And so, you know, we're opposing it, but we're also just saying, you know what, homeschool families, the risks associated with participation in these types of activities, you know, it's, it's elevating. Wow. So as a, as families, we need to just carefully consider the types of participation that we choose and then decide what's best for our families. This hasn't moved yet um, since it was introduced, but uh, we still have a lot of time. Okay. All right. So, so that's another concern. Wow. Okay. Lots to think about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But there's one more. I'll end okay. on a positive note. Oh, good. And, we like that. And that, <laughs> that HF 1173. And what that does is it allows PSEO enrollment in summer courses. So currently you can take PSEO courses, but it has to be during the school year. And okay. this would open up summer courses. So oh, that's great. Yeah, that is great. So, yeah. Well, that's good. Well, boy, I mean, how many how many people uh, just a side note, Julie, that I kind of wanted to bring up, but how many people in Mache do your job? Uh, okay. So, um uh, I have Ruth helps me with the uh, social media aspect uh-huh. of it. Uh-huh. She also helps me um, get the update out. She is an eagle eye. So she, I make sure she reads everything before it goes out. She's very good. She's so detailed. She's incredible. She's very Uh, good. And and then of course, Rob Prigge is weighing in all the time. He is helping direct, okay, where are we going to go with this? Sure. We have Amy from HSLDA and a lot of her coworkers will weigh in on this, you know, oh, this is something that we should be concerned about, but it's not really you know, only homeschool related, maybe it's also, you know, more like um, special needs, or, you know, there has, there are other tie ins. So many people at HSLDA also weigh in. 
Sure. So, um, so in other words, in answer to your question, it is a team effort. Well, yes, it is. I, I, everything at Mache is a team effort. It feels like <laughs> I, I love that about Mache because we're all volunteers. Same. And right? um, the fact is, is that, is that it needs, to, you know, there's a lot of people who really believe in what they're doing. I guess my, my question I was trying to get at is just to let people know, Julie is, you know, the boots on the ground in the state Capitol though. And the face of Mache in the state capitol that the people recognize as being the person that represents Mache. Oh, sure. And therefore represents all of you um, homeschoolers and all of us who are, are advocates of homeschooling. And so um, if you think about it, we need to pray for Julie, um, especially because oh, there is a lot that. of opposition and stuff coming and she's got a big job ahead of her it seems like this, this year, especially. So we just want to keep thinking of her and, and for all the people who are involved, you know, Ruth and Rob and Amy, um, but Julie's especially because she's, she's there. So, um, and just to transition kind of awkwardly, I guess, <laughs> one of the other <laughs> things that you do is legislative day, Mache legislative right. day, um, which I was excited to find out is um, there's a waiting list now. There is. Yeah. Yes. So tell us a little bit about Legislative Day, what yeah. that looks like. Yes. Well, first of all, I appreciate the prayers. Yes, absolutely. We have to bring everything to the Lord in prayer. Absolutely. And, um, you know, this exciting news that we've had with, you know, this provision being removed, we give all the glory to Amen. God um, because yeah. he is definitely um, working with us hand in hand. Yeah. Um, but yes, exciting news about Legislative Day. Um, we're doing something new this year. We are partnering with Anchor homeschool group. Um, one of their board members, Jen, came to us last year. She attended and she was so touched by what she learned and um, just felt really moved that she needed to be more involved in this whole process. And so she yeah. said, hey, we'd like to partner with you. And so we're partnering with Anchor and they've been wonderful helping to plan this out, get the word out. We're using the facility where they meet, which is First Baptist Church in Anoka. And yes, we have maxed out our numbers. That's wonderful. Which and, is wonderful. And is this, I, I think you said to me last year, you had maybe 20 people. <laughs> right. And right. this year, the facility holds 150. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct. Yeah, we're using one of their meeting areas and the maximum number for capacity is 150. So we've maxed yeah. that out. That's wonderful. Um, we're keeping a waiting list, though. So if we have people that decide, oh, maybe a couple other kiddos can't come or maybe weather related or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so we're encouraging people to sign up for the waiting list and okay. we will keep monitoring that. That's um, but a quick highlight, um, the, the, the goal of Legislative Day is to inform, provide an opportunity for homeschool families to connect with one another and then really to equip and help parents and students to feel like, hey, I know what, what, I, what I need to do. I know that I can do this. I know that I can call my legislator and I'm not intimidated. And yeah. so Amy Buckmeyer is flying in um, from out east and she's gonna cover some of the legislation that we covered just now, but okay. in more detail. And then also share what's going on at the national level, which is okay. always interesting. Um, Patience Griswold, a former homeschooler, uh, she gra a graduate herself, and also the former director of LEAD at Minnesota Family Council is going to lead us through the whole process. What does it look like when a bill is introduced? Wow. What happens to it? Oh, she's so good. And That's then awesome. she's, 
she's going to say, okay, this is, this is what you need to do now. This is how you can do it. And she'll give you that confidence to know that, Hey, I, I feel like I can do this. I love that. I know. I love that practical. Is, Just tell me how to make this work for, for my family. What do I do? Yes. Very practical. Mm. And then, um, we're going to have, uh, a former representative come Jim he- or John Heinrich is going to join Amy and patients in a like Q and a session. So okay. he can kind of give the legislator per- perspective, which is, you know, great. Yeah. And then we're going to have a few organizations come with tables and be available to tell you about their activity. That is kind of somewhat related to communication. Um, NCFCA, it's a Christian speech and debate league. They'll okay. have a representative there. Student Senate across America will have a rep speaking proudly oratory competition. They'll be there to chat during the hour check-in session. And then it was just confirmed that District Senator um, Jim Abler, District 35, uh-huh. which in- includes Anoka, he's actually going to stop by for a meet and greet. So that's oh, kind that's of exciting. wonderful. Wow. So, yeah, so it's going to be a full morning. And then after that big session, we will have a couple of different tours at the Capitol in the afternoon. Wow. That's an amazing day. That's an amazing day. Yeah, we're excited. Well, Julie, I have really, really enjoyed my conversation with you. And it's gone 30 minutes, Julie. Oh, my goodness. That goes so fast. (laughs) I know it does, doesn't it? (laughs) Anyways, I've appreciated you. I appreciate all that you do. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking so much time to advocate for homeschooling families across our state. And and we're just grateful for all that you do because you're keeping educational parent choice and education free in our state. And it's super important. And, and we're just grateful to you for that. And okay. um, so we just want to thank you for taking your busy, busy schedule, taking some time to talk with us today. Absolutely. Thank you, Dale, for inviting me on. All right. We'll talk to you later, Julie. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.